I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Jeff. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, awesome. And I guess I just wanted to start out by asking you if you could tell us about some of like the highs and lows of your season. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so highs, I think, um, you know, there were a lot. It was my first year uh, with the program. So, you know, we, we kind of came into it and um, we were kind of blind coming into it because we didn't have a chance to work with them in the spring. So uh, we were excited at uh, any opportunity to kind of work with them and uh, see them compete. Um, you know, it started out down at Georgetown and um, we competed really well in their tournament. Uh, continued on to uh, UMES and Radford, where we we performed really well. But uh, you know, one of the, I guess the the other moments, I guess the one that really stood out would be um, our home game against Niagara, uh, which was kind of like one of these just nail biters. Um, all the sets were really close, but the one that really sticks out was we um, we pulled out the second set, 39 to 37, and it was with two DSs getting stuck in because of substitution patterns. So oh, wow. um, we had a five four DS and a five, I want to say like six DS going around. Um, so they were our, our outsides at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we found a way to beat that, I guess, adversity right there, which was kind of cool. And I just remember how many times we went through the rotations with them just clocking around. And um, every time they got front row, the big smile on their face. And it was just like, <laughs> you could just see the pressure wasn't getting to them. It was kind of awesome to see. Um, so I would guess that was probably like a pretty cool highlight to see them uh, us pull that out and then win the win the entire match in four. So no, I love that. I like that you brought up um, that the harder games were you know the ones that you remembered because I feel like yeah. a lot of teams people think that it's the games that you just go out and like demolish the team, but I feel like the games that are yeah. that are the most rewarding are the ones that are the hardest. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, those are the ones that get your heart rate up, so you remember them. Um, you know, and you you see the passion and the emotion. Um, Afterwards, you know, and I remember going into the um, into the locker room between sets two and three uh, after we pulled that out, and you know, the energy in there was just kind of like through. It was obnoxious. It was fun, um, you know. So, you know, had that gone the other way, you know, where we'd lose that thirty nine thirty seven, even though we were in substitution, you know, dismay there, it could have, you know, it could have changed the energy. And who knows if we'd have won that match because Niagara was was uh, playing really solid at that point. Um, you know, and then, you know, we followed it up with, or that was the second day. And before that we had beat Canisius. Uh, so we kind of like, um, that weekend we were able to kind of have our revenge on two matches that got away from us earlier in the year. So that was like a good weekend for us. Oh, I love that. No, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's fun to get like your insights of the season. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And so I'm curious, Jeffrey, um, how did you get to be a coach? What's your story there? Uh, yeah, that's going to take a little bit. Um, so, um, (laughs) It's been an interesting journey for sure. Um, You know, I I played for a long time. I started, um, I started playing when I was 17 um, and then found it, fell in love with the game and um, ended up coaching at my high school where we didn't have a program at my high school. We got it started. Um, So I went, when I was a senior going into my senior year, we went to school board meetings to get our program started. They gave us a club team. um, And then I eventually came back and coached boys high school for a few years um, took some time off um, around 2000. Uh, didn't coach or do anything for a little bit. Me and my wife were uh, trying to start a family. We did lose our first child. Um, so that was kind of uh, an eye opener for me. So we just, yeah. we just kind of buckled down and started a family. And then, um, you know, eventually had 
uh, two healthy, awesome children. And um, 2008, I got hired to be head coach at a local high school, uh, Lansdale Catholic High School, a very good um, program in our area in Pennsylvania, and um, was there for three years. And then was an assistant coach at a Division II school in Northeast Philadelphia at Holy Family for a few years. And then uh, along the way, during all this, I was, um, you know, uh, helping to run family business, which uh, we also purchased um, my father out of the business and um, so he could retire. And, um, you know, it was in marketing and advertising and uh, direct mail media and, um, you know, branding and advertising. So yeah. it was fun for a lot of years. And then um, all of a sudden it just started to not be fun, um, you know, clients. And um, I guess, you know, you could never do enough for your clients uh, type thing. And, um, you know, I was coming home late one night around, uh, I got home, I think around eight uh, from the office and my wife was taking my then, um, let's say like five-year-old daughter upstairs to bed. And, um, you know, I kissed her goodnight and said to my wife, you know, I'll be right up. I just want to drop some stuff off. And then um, I heard my daughter say to my wife, um, why does daddy always come home from work sad? Um, and that kind of tug at me. So yeah. I didn't like hearing that. And I don't want her, I didn't want her seeing that. So um, I, I wasn't even something I realized that was happening that I was coming home in this kind of miserable state. So yeah. um, again, was making a lot of money, but to, I think that was the catalyst. I heard that. And I said, you know what, I've, I've been coaching at this program and for a couple months now with Lansdale Catholic. And um, I said, I, when I f went back into the gym in 2008, I hadn't coached for eight years. I didn't need to prepare anything. It just felt natural. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm going to try and find a way to pursue this. So, um, you know, took an assistance position at Holy Family uh, University where was still running the business and then um, got an opportunity in 2013 uh, to go and uh, be part of the staff at Uni uh, Central Florida with uh, Todd Dagenet and Nikki Holmes and uh, Michelle Chapman. Great opportunity. Uh, knew them from doing a lot of stuff with high performance. And, um, you know, I hung up the phone with Nikki. He, Nikki Holmes had called me and said, uh, you know, you, I'm looking for a volunteer. Uh, do you know anybody? And I oh. hung up the phone. On, I was on vacation with my wife uh, and, t and kids. And I said, and that was Nikki. And um, he's looking for a volunteer, but he didn't ask me. I said, what do you think if I threw my name into the hat? And she said, well, are you a good staff? I said, yeah, it's a great staff. One of the, the best in the country. She said, well, yeah. can you learn from them? I said, absolutely, I can learn from them. Um, and she said, go for it. Um, <laughs> So it meant leaving the family for six months um, to go and um, coach at UCF. Um, so we did that. Um, wow. And it, I was able to do that because around 2000, and right around the end of 2012 uh, is when I decided to uh, get bought out of the company. So I, yeah. I was on a two-year buyout. I was receiving my salary and benefits, which afforded me the opportunity to go to UCF and not get paid. Um, wow, yeah. That, yeah, I know it's a long story. I'm really sorry. No, but, no, keep going. Um, this is awesome. Yeah, so I got back um, after that season, and you know it was great. It was everything I hoped it would be. Um, yeah. Todd was fantastic with uh, taking me under, and uh, Nikki has become a, one of my best friends uh, in the industry, and um, not only in the industry but best friend. You know, we talk a lot, and he's a great mentor. Uh, Michelle's one of the greatest people you'll ever meet, and um, so it was a great opportunity to learn and see how they ran a uh, a program that was striving to get to the top twenty-five, and you know Todd has got it there. Wow. So I got back and. Um, interviewed at U Delaware uh, for their assistance position. They, they decided to go with a, a director of ops from uh, Pitt who got that job over me. And um, like the same day I was waiting to hear from Pitt, um, the, the AD at Holy Family had called me and asked me if I would be interested because she was asking the previous coach to, um, 
I think to resign or there was a mutual resignation or something like that. So yeah. I said, well, let me hear from Delaware. And if not, then, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call back. So long story short, was there for five years um, and everything happens for a reason. Um, so, you know, some stuff happened at University of Delaware that would have led to me not being a part of that staff. So the whole staff just turned over the next year. Um, wow. So, you know, everything happens for a reason. We were there for five years. We treated it. Um, we, we basically just created a model. Of if I was running a division one program, what would it look like? And we just brought it to a division two model. Um, wow. And, you know, we were able to have a lot of success with it. And, um, you know, we made it, uh, we finally won conference. You know, we, we our first yeah. recruiting class came in the following year, like 2015. We won conference in 19 and made it to the Sweet 16 of the Division II tournament. Um, so, you know, we were able to take a small uh, little school in no Northeast Philadelphia and kind of put us on the map uh, volleyball-wise. And then, um, you know, and then the opportunity at Ryder came. So it kind of came full circle. And that's how the journey has kind of culminated at me being at Ryder. And I, I love every every minute of me being at Ryder. I just love the school, love the um, university administration, and I love the girls. It's been a, a joy to be a part of. Oh, no, that was, thank you for sharing that story. It's so cool seeing sure. how, how you were able to change your life path so quickly and do, do something that makes you happy. Kind of what we were talking about um, earlier yeah. before the call. Yeah. That yeah, is so it was amazing. great. Um, trust me, there were some challenging months and challenging uh, times throughout that when you, you start to look at your, um, you know, the, the buyout lasted till about 2014, but then the next couple of years were, we were running pretty, pretty lean there, um, just trying to make it work and hopefully that, hoping that something was going to pay off. And sure enough, you know, um, like I said earlier, you, you kind of take a leap of faith and hope the net's going to appear and uh, it did. So we're kind of grateful for that. Oh, no, that's amazing. And I can tell it's because of, you know, that passion and the love you have for doing something that you've, you've wanted to do. I think that translates over to players and, you know, that spreads. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I hope they see it. Um, you know, and I, I, I really, we do a lot of stuff to try and generate that. And, you know, trust me, they, they create the passion for me because, you know, the last thing you want to do is let them down. You know, you want to try and be the best coach for them that you can. So that includes a lot of just, you know, uh, researching and how do I get better? How do I not let them down and how do I become a better coach uh, this week, the next day, the next month, whatever it may be. Oh, yes. No, it's so true. And um, I feel like there's so many things that you get to learn with sports along with like just lessons that you get from each other. Um, and so one of the questions um, I wanted to ask you, cause I know there's a lot of travel that happens with like sports. So mm -hmm. what's one of the most memorable travel experiences that you've had? Um, sports related would probably be um, with this team. Uh, I think the trip to Radford, cause you know, it was our first time getting on a yeah. flight with them, uh, which is always kind of exciting. And um, you know, I, I just think the extra time together was just a, a, a lot of fun. You know, we, we flew into uh, Charlotte, we rented vans and drove to Radford along the way. You know, we 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 tried to have a food committee uh, to put together some nice restaurants for, for us to eat at. Um, so, you know, we were able to sit down and have good meals together. And I just think yeah. you learn a lot about each other when you're just sitting down when there's no pressure of a match or anything like that and just get an opportunity to get to know them. Um, Another one would be the one to um, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Unfortunately, our system was able to go to that um, uh, that trip uh, due to you know a, a death in the family. But um, oh, you know, unfortunately, she's a food junkie. She loves really good food, <laughs> and of course, we found like probably one of the best restaurants we ate at all year down there. It was right on the water. Um, and she just remembers looking at the pics and being like, I can't believe you guys found that good of a restaurant. Um, but I just think those are the memories. Um, as much as it's weird to not build it around, you know, oh, we won this this cool match. I mean, we, we played great down at the Radford tournament. I always remember that. But I just remember the time spent together um, at meals and even just hanging out in the hotel and stuff like that. 
Oh, yeah, no, it's true. It's because it becomes like a team family, and I feel like that's what you remember, you know? Yeah, and then um, I guess personally would be Banff um, in Alberta, Canada. Um, That's actually, of all places, uh, that's where me and my wife went for our honeymoon. Um, So um, my wife does not enjoy the beach too much, so it's I know about 95% of honeymoons end up, you know, where you're on a beach somewhere and stuff like that. But <laughs> we kind of went the other path. We went to the Canadian Rockies in, um, in Banff, Alberta County. It was it's probably one of the most beautiful uh, trips I've ever been on. Uh, absolutely breathtaking. And it was just a very relaxing uh, time to be together. So it was really nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful there. So that's absolutely a fun beautiful. trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many beautiful places in the world. And I, I love that along with like traveling on your own, that sports get the opportunity to you take you places too. So that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is kind of fun. And you get to do it with people that you care about, which is, which makes it even better. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's so true. So true. Well, perfect. Um, and then this next question I wanted to ask you, it's, it's a little bit different pace, but um, yeah. yeah. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> some people know it, I guess, you know, but I, I guess they don't know the depth. Um, I was just not a good kid when I was growing up. <laughs> I, I would say like the years from like, uh, gosh, like 15 to, to 20, um, you know, there's those adolescent years where yeah. um, you have it all figured out and you think, um, you know, I, I was, I was in a good amount of trouble, um, <laughs> not dire trouble, not like, you know, I'm, I will just say that I'm very happy that um you know, the smartphone wasn't invented, um, all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, pardon my language here, but the, the movie and all that kind of stuff with those guys from that, that jackass, like uh, Johnny Knoxville and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sorry, but like me and all my friends were, were, were basically that before we, like, before we could all, we, before we were smart enough to film it and make millions off of it. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I look at back on and I'm like, wow, that was really not good um, yeah. that I did, uh, that I did these things. So I was in a good amount of trouble as a 15 to 20 year old. And uh-huh. um, I, I thankfully had a lot of people in my life who I think realized that this is just a kid acting out. He's not actually a bad kid. He's just, and you know, cause otherwise I could have ended up in um, a, a, an entirely different situation. Let's just put yeah. it that way. So, yeah. So yeah, I think that's something that people have heard. Um, but maybe not in too much detail. And I try to not, I try to avoid detail too much, but um, yeah. yeah, I was, I was a little bit of a, a pain in the butt from 15 to 20 for sure. Wow. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> You're like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they, they know, but you know, I'm, I'm apologizing again. So yeah. Oh no. Well, thank you so much. No, I think it's so cool. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that you know, you've ended up where you're at now, you know, you've followed your Thanks. life path and you've learned. And I think that's awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. I think that's awesome. So thank you. That'll be fun for your players to hear and listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah, to. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to love, love hearing that. They're, they're going to start poking and probably, so what exactly kind of trouble did you get into? I'm like, next question. So yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to tiptoe around that. Oh, yeah. No, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. That's Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, perfect. And I guess my next question for you is if you're an athlete, that's wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be to them? Um, find the, the, the university and the program and the team and the culture that feels good in your head and your heart. And it's something we tell our recruits when we have them on calls or on visits or anything like that. Um, you know, just do your search, um, do your homework, uh, pay attention to all the small details behind the scenes when you're on a visit, um, you know, the interactions between players and coaches, the way that they talk about the coach behind the scenes, all that kind of stuff matters. Um, 
So and eventually you're going to, you know, you're going to go on your visits and then you're going to narrow down your list. And then I always tell athletes, athletes, it's going to feel right in two places. And for mom and dad, it's got to feel right in one more place. You know, for the athlete in your head, in your heart, you have to feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and then for mom and dad, you got to go and make sure it fits financially and all that kind of stuff. If it's not a full ride or anything like that. So um, that would be my biggest advice. Just listen to your head, listen to your heart. Um, and you will make the right decision for sure. Oh, no, that is awesome. And that's great advice, I think, for, you know, any future athlete listening to this. I think that's amazing. So thank you for sharing that again. Sure thing. No problem. Yeah. Well, what is your next adventure, Jeff? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, uh, maybe trying to um, decorate my office since it's right now just four barren walls in my house because of the quarantine. But no, um, <laughs> we were we do have a, a trip planned, um, which we might have to put on hold to London uh, for my daughter. So wow. um, she wanted to go to London as a graduation present uh, for graduating, um, getting her associates. So she, I know it sounds crazy. She's 16. She can have her associate's degree oh, um, wow. in, in May. So in, she's going off to um, start her last two years to get her bachelor's for pre-med um, this fall. So our plan was to go to England. We're still crossing our fingers, but every day that goes by, it looks like that might get postponed a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that would be our next big adventure. But other than that, it would be, um, I guess, just honestly, just trying to navigate through the next couple months with the program and uh, my family here, you know, just tr trying to figure out um, ways to kind of bond and have some fun together and um, come up with some other ideas on Zoom. So I know that sounds yeah. kind of boring, but no. <laughs> the fact that we can't go anywhere right now, the, I think the next big adventure hopefully is England. And then, um, you know, uh, just really trying to bond uh, here at home with my, my wife and kids and then um, create some more energy and uh, stuff to do with the team on Zoom and stuff like that. Oh, no, no. And that's great, especially considering like the circumstances going on. I think yeah. those, those sound like very awesome goals and like things coming up next in your life. So thank you. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. so, so fun for you. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, well, thank you. Seriously, thank you for letting us get a glimpse into your, your wonderful team. It was great talking to you. Oh, it was my pleasure. And I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and giving me this opportunity to, uh, to do this podcast. I, I was really looking forward to it and I've enjoyed it. Yes, well, thank you so much and um, have a good season and stay safe. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.